What's up, everybody? What is going on? It is your host, Medusa Maybe, and we are back with another episode of the Planet Podcast. I know it's been a while since we've been on. Um, we've all had different things going on, um, getting our lives together in different ways. So we haven't recorded in a while, but we are back this week, albeit it might be a shorter show, but we're still going to give you something. We, st- we still gonna give you something. So um, I'm a, I'm back with my usual team. It's just myself and a couple of my peoples today. So with that, I will let uh, Fallen Marvel introduce himself and then Toku Terry. Fallen Marvel. Hello, everybody out there in EJOBN land and other and other parts unknown, depending <laughs> on where you're listening from. Uh, this is your friendly neighborhood blurred the Fallen Marvel. We're back again. And uh, it has indeed been a while. I have been on an, uh, well, I guess you could say somewhat planned hiatus, but, you know, I'm glad to be back in the fold talking about nerd stuff and uh, just kind of go from there. And uh, yeah, let's let's have some fun this evening as we record this. So, yeah. All right. Hey, Rangers, Riders, and Magical Girls of all kinds. It's Toku Terry once again. Um, here I'm here with my crew as we discuss all the nerd topics important to you. All right. Well, welcome both of you. Thanks for joining me this week. <clears throat> uh, Father Marvel, you've been gone for a little bit too, so it's nice to have you back. Oh yeah, for sure. Glad to be back. I definitely need the uh, just. I I just need this, so I'm just glad to be back. <laughs> I've Have just you gotten so... everything like settled? Like you all good for it's, the most? It's part? getting there. It's getting there. I mean, I met my new place. Uh, I got most of my entertainment stuff hooked up, but I still have some things to get done. But overall, um, you know, I'm 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 connected again. <laughs> nice. Yay! I know because because we we had to do. I think you missed the last two. Right, the last two. Uh, about about because I think you guys. I think uh, I forget what you guys ta- uh, talked about before. I know the Snyder Cup was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of hate I missed that one because I definitely had my opinion about it. But <laughs> uh, it was that, and uh, it was something else. We like, had a. Really we actually were talking. Yeah, we actually were one of the topics we getting ready to talk about. But we this was um, we did like our anticipation for the Mortal Kombat movie. So we talked about oh, that too, and how we were okay. hoping how dope it how dope it was oh. gonna be. Oh man, we were. That, ooh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we were. Uh, we'll t- talk about but, that briefly, but that's kind of what the other show was. What we were yeah. hoping the Mortal Kombat movie was gonna be, for or sure. our excitement for it, I should say, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> all right. We'll try to be brief. We'll try to be brief, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna try because you know, obviously, we don't have you know Jensen here. Um, we don't have Cassio here, so you know, we definitely want to leave the Mortal Kombat movie discussion for our next podcast. We can get everybody on because I know we all got some strong feelings about this movie, but we are going to try to talk about it just a little bit because we gotta say something. <laughs> we got, we gotta say something about it. So, okay. So with that, we do have a couple little topics for everybody today. So we're going to go ahead and dive right into it. Um, 
So first up, um, I know this is something that Toku Terry wanted to talk about. It is a manga called Kaju. Kaiju. Correct? Kaiju? Kaiju, yeah. Okay. And it so is number eight the volume? No, no, no. You want to talk? name of the manga is Kaiju number eight. Because oh, okay. So this is uh, something that Toku Terry wanted to talk about. So Toku, go ahead. So um, for those of you who aren't big Shonen Jump fans, Listen, listen, I know you guys are all like, oh, but I won't read Juju Kaisen. Yeah, yeah Juju Kaisen is fine, but shut up and listen for a second. Um, Y'all need to be reading Kaiju number eight, like, right now, because it is hilarious and it is awesome, and y'all need to be reading it. See, it's about this, the main character, see, um, in this alternate, in this alternate future, of, of course it's in Japan, because it's a manga. Why would it be anywhere but Japan? But whatever. Um, <laughs> right. The the main character, Kafka, which again I'm I'm not complaining, but that is a really German first name for a Japanese man. <laughs> like I, I mean, I, like I mean, I'm, after having Berserk and Full Metal Alchemist, is it like you know? No, 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 you, if there's going to be some Eurocentric stories coming out of Japan, <laughs> like Berserk and Full Metal Alchemist specifically take place in in either a fancy in fancy versions of Europe. Like Full Metal Alchemist, Am- Amistris is literally just Germany, and right. like Full Metal, and I think Berserk is supposed to be either is supposed to be the Holy Roman Empire. It's kind of unclear what part of Europe that's supposed to be. Yeah, it's really like Berserk is really ambiguous. Like you, yeah. all you can do is guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem because it's like because with Berserk it's like, okay, I know this is Europe, but I don't know which part of Europe and I don't know which time period it's supposed to be. Like I get Midland is like a fantasy, but it, it it's even more generically every ver- every European country than most fantasies. Like mm-hmm. it's everything. But anyway, but like Kafka is a um I hate that name. Yeah. I know you already talked about it, but I hate it. Like I hate it. <laughs> I hate Kafka. it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but go uh, ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, Kafka is a um. He's part. He's part of the recovery unit for kaiju, which, as as everyone knows, are Japanese mo- are Japanese monsters. Here's the really good part about um kaiju number eight. So. What kaiju number eight does is it brings back the word die kaiju, which means great strange beast. But because they're like, look, we're never going to get the word kaiju to just mean strange beasts again. We're not going to bother trying. Both man-sized beasts and giant beasts are called kaiju, but only the strongest ones are called die kaiju, which is a really interesting idea. And it makes die kaiju seem, you know, overly powerful again. But Kafka. He's a member of the cleaning, like the recovery and cleanup squad after the big important people kill the kaiju. Him and his friends clean it up. And he had this dream that he and his uh, childhood friend would fight kaiju together. But, he, you know, life got in the way. She, It turns out she, she's super good at, at guns and he's not. <laughs> so... He's a so he become so he's a cleaner and then one day him and another and one of his friends Reno 
they're dissecting a kaiju, and then um, they get attacked by another kaiju, and Kafka, being a decent person, he rescues Rio and gets his leg crushed. So while he's sitting there mm. in the hospital with a completely crushed leg, like, I, I need you guys to understand, his leg was basically just skin. This is what happens where mm. your body is stepped on by a 40-ton creature, people. Uh, so he's in the hospital, and they're like, "Oh no, man, dude, you need to give up. You'll never walk again." And then, he, and then, like he's just sitting there, he's trying to recover, and out of nowhere, this small bug thing comes and goes, "Hey, you've been chosen." He's like, "What in the whole shit is this?" <laughs> and then it flies into his mouth and turns him into a kaiju. And he's like, "What? Yeah, yeah, yeah." It the bug. Yeah, the giant bug creature flies into his mouth, makes him eat it, and now he's a kaiju. I, I don't know. Look, the 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 show hasn't explained. Gross. Okay, okay. So I have the a bug rule. is magical. Look, I have a rule. Whenever I explain Toku, it's called you're just going to have to roll with this. <laughs> Apparently gross. so, because That's it gross. definitely like the moment you said that like i was i'm already getting like attack on titan vibes and but it just makes less sense i guess oh, well but gross. Uh, yeah. but so yeah so um so the thing the thing makes him eat eat it um he's a he's a kaiju now everyone freaks out well, like i understand why he's freaking out i know if i woke up if i woke up one day and I had suddenly turned into an eight foot tall monster with pure with a pure black body and glowing green volcano veins and a white skull face. I, I, I would be a little nervous about about my about my life and where's leading me. <laughs> I mean, for sure. Cause I I I wouldn't even have no words for that just when you you go from getting your legs crushed to nothing and then you swallow an insect that turns you into a giant monster of some sort and i don't know like that's yeah, so, that, that's a that's a lot one of those like from like zero to a hundred type of stories i can tell already yeah, so. yeah it's, it's wild but um but so him and his friend reno they're like okay well we obviously we can't show this to the um self-defense force because they'll probably kill you and cut you up and uh turn you into and use your and use your body as research and then kafka's like yeah let's avoid that see i i finally got my organs arranged in the right way that i like them but let's not do that but then another kaiju attack kafka who's like who literally seconds ago was like man i really shouldn't do anything to stand out then he sees this little girl trying to pull her mom out of the rubble while the new kaiju is attacking and then Kafka's like oh hell no and just boom one punch just this is a kaiju the size of a four-story building and Kafka just ups it and it turns blood splatter and then Kafka's like yeah I probably shouldn't hit people anymore with something like this (laughs) I'm like yeah dude people anymore like <laughs> <laughs> you're not allowed to fight humans like that is your rule you're just you just can't fight humans anymore at all period ever so as into a blood splatter but as i mentioned before um he had a childhood friend and they had swore that they were going to become 
become members of the self-defense force together. Her name is, mm. oh God, Mina Ashiro. And if you've ever seen an anime, you know the blank-eyed, emotionless girl in every anime? Yes. Yeah, that's her. Just like I- I'm sorry, I-, I promise everyone else is really super interesting, but the love interest is just Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's got to be a type in like in every type of uh manga at some yeah. point or another. Like, so Kafka, I like Kafka because he's hilarious. Like Kafka's this really interesting main character because he's like. What if the comic relief was the main character? So he's like mm-hmm. goofy and funny and overreactionary, but he's also, you know, completely badass. Right. So it right. works. Hey, I, I'm interested. I will yeah. I will try to remember to pick it up myself yeah. and so, yeah. see where it goes. Because it's interesting. Literally the everything I, I just described is literally the first chapter, but yeah. So after he turns this kaiju into blood paint, like, I'm not, I can't even call it, I'm sorry, this man in one punch reduced a four-story monster to the exact size, consistency, and color of paint. And he's like, ah, ah, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah. So he, so he turns to his friend Reno and we're like, hey, Reno, you know what we should do? I'm going to try, I'm going to try to, uh, join the self-defense force one more time because i'm 32 this is my last chance if i want i this is my last chance to follow my dreams and i know it's weird for a 32 year old man talking about dreams but hey as long as you're alive you gotta follow them right you know i was like i feel that man i'm gonna help you so they join the self-defense force and uh all and that and that's when the real craziness happens. Um, the reason why the manga is called Kaiju Number Eight is because when Kafka first transformed, he is given the co the title of Kaiju Number Eight because he's the eighth kaiju to manifest that year that managed to get that managed to survive more than one fight with the self defense force. Hmm. Though all the fight is unfair because he spends the entire time not fighting back and trying to just get away while while the self-defense force tries to murder his face in. That's crazy. Like, it, it that's, really- it's it's definitely something that's got my attention to oh, yeah. want to learn more of it. Like it just like cuz I I kind of enjoy like a series that like either is just kind of like just nuts and it doesn't try because it, it comes off as a series that doesn't really try to take itself super seriously and just wants to be chaotic. Yeah, and I don't mind that. Yeah, it's super to- it's super toku. Like, the drama scenes are super dramatic, but the comedy scenes, which is more comedy than drama, and the comedy scenes are super funny. <laughs> like, uh, And sometimes the comedy will fall right after the action, so you'll go from, wow, to busting a gut. Like, my favorite one when Kafka gets into a fight with another kaiju and he literally punches it so hard that it disintegrates layer by layer. Like, first the skin layer, <laughs> then the oh my layer, goodness. Boom. And then he's like, yeah, regenerate from that. And then the pieces start wiggling. He's like, oh, wait, crap, I'm just kidding. Do not regenerate. Do not get back up. And it stops and he's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and I'm just sitting That's there crazy. dying laughing. 
that's that's crazy. That is absolutely nuts, man. <laughs> kaiju number eight. I gotta remember that. Yeah, yeah. Kaiju number eight, people. Enjoy it. And like I said, the other thing I like about um Kafka is he feels like a real person. Like if you woke up and you had kaiju powers all of a sudden, you'd probably react the same way. Um, I would assume so, because I mean that how does how does one process that? Like, really, just how how does a normal human being process having kaiju powers all of a sudden? Like, it just, it's just you like. You don't. You just, be, look, you, you either act goofy and freak out like um, Kafka does, or you curl up in the fetal position somewhere and, and, start question, and start questioning if you still count as human. And I'm sorry, but we just got rid of Evangelion for the final time. So I'm not going to do <laughs> stuff ever that again. That damn series, yeah. Oh wait. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> hold on. I'm spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen Evangelion, uh, 4.0 or 3.0 plus 1.0 or whatever it's calling itself. I, I don't care. Um, like I ain't. I haven't seen it, and I don't care. Like I don't even. Yeah, just go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, spoiler alert for those of you who do care. Shinji ends the series by getting the powers of God and just retconning the entire series out of existence. And I'm like, you know what? That's the best ending ever. The last 20 years I had to deal with Evangelion are completely worth it for this ending. (laughs) I hate when they do endings like that, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I do, like, look, look, and, and my fiance can attest to this. Like I felt the same way. And if, if, if anyone out there listening or anyone on the panel is familiar with the Cirque de Freak book series, oh, and, like God. the first one, the ending for that essentially is that with them kind of like retconning, like all, like everything before the last book. And it's just like, that just really turned me off from the series in general because I hate when they do that. Yeah, it's like, like it's like some retcons I get, but when it's just like just when it gets to the point where they have to like literally undo everything they've done up to that point, and it's just like I, it's just like I don't have any I, more interest. I, I agree with that from I agree with that for most series, but you know it's Eva. Yeah, like sometimes it works, but most of the time it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> But like I said, the reason why I like that ending is because you know I hate Eva. So the idea of them of Shinji finding the power of God and go, going, you know, this series kind of sucks. There's no way to fix this, so let's just undo it. Appeals to me personally. <laughs> like I never, hey, I, never, I get I, it. <laughs> I get like, it. I never thought like this is a sentence I never thought I'd say, but I agree with Shinji's decision. Ugh. That did not feel I mean, right. What other situation was there? I mean, shit. <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of to me. I okay. To to put it in comparison, where they kind of have to go back and retcon some things. Like I, I already mentioned Cirque de Freak as an example of why I don't like it, but then you have something like Justice League Apocalypse War, where it was justified like completely. <laughs> uh like uh, apocalypse war like the <laughs> them having to do that was like 100% justifiable <laughs> yeah 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 they they broke reality in that movie so they was like you know what flash you literally cannot make this worse 
<laughs> right. Kaiju number eight is just glorious. I love it. Seriously, you guys should check it out. It's only 32 chapters. It's an easy read. It updates every two to three weeks because the because the writer and artist of um Kaiju number eight is like, hey, I see how all of my friends are um killing them are killing themselves but trying to force themselves to make these deadlines every single week. So um I'm going to not do that because that's stupid. And I'm gonna take my time with this manga so I can have all the uh so I can have all the great art that I want and you know not mess up my health because I'm not a moron. And I'm like good on you. Hey, there it is. And we wish them all the best. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. All the best. I, I don't know if this is his first manga or not. This is the first manga I've read by Naoya Matsumoto. I, I don't know if this is his first manga or if he has others, but if anything else from him is this good, I'm definitely going to look out for him. That's what's up. <laughs> sounds good. Yeah, that's what's up. Well, I've ran through I'm done talking now. <laughs> okay. All right. And really quick, um, um, I just want to let in everybody who's listening know or remind everybody that Yasuke, which is the anime that was has been made by Netflix about the um, uh, first black samurai or a samurai warrior of African descent, mm-hmm. um, is out currently right now. Oh, it's yeah. out. Yeah, it's out. Okay. It's on. It's on Netflix right now. So I'm. I'm not. One thing I'm not sure of is if it's because I. I haven't looked at it yet. I just got like a reminder on my phone. I don't know if they're releasing, you know, an episode. My assumption is is they've got all episodes on there. It could be a single movie. I am not sure which one it's, it is. It, I think it's, it's a series. Movie, right? It's it's, it's a, definitely a series from what I can see, and so it looks episodic. like the whole, yeah, but all but you know Netflix doesn't do weekly where they just throw it all up there. Yeah, so, that's true. That's so yeah, true. it's 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 all up here. It's all well. Up so here. it's out currently right now. That's what's up. I'm so gonna check that just, out this weekend. Yeah, because I'm I'm definitely checking that out this weekend so we can um we can talk about it because I've I, I've honestly been looking forward to it ever since I heard about him historically. Yeah. So yeah. well for sure because I mean I think besides the obvious. Uh, one of the things that I realized that apparently they they got a uh, for those that are familiar with this in, the indie artists like on Facebook and whatnot or whatever, uh, I believe they used one of Thundercat's songs for the opening for it. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty. Dope. Like if you guys are familiar with the artist Thundercat, I mean, uh, because. Mm-hmm. Right Most now. of us are more familiar with the Dragon Ball do rag video, which mm-hmm. is hilarious. But the mm-hmm. song is so awesome. So, but they're using, I believe the song is called Black Gold or something like that. Interesting. And uh and they're that's the opening thing for the series. So, like I thought that was kind of dope. Yeah, um, and a quick disclaimer yeah. for those of you who were gonna like use this anime to base your history paper on him. Don't do that because, uh, <laughs> right. From what I'm told, it's a very fantasy sci-fi esque story. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. It, it, it's just it's one of those things where they use historical characters and then shove the historical characters into fantasy sci-fi worlds while still using the names. 
So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, enjoy, yeah. The show. enjoy the show, but uh, don't. Yeah, like, like please don't put yeah. like historical weight on it because yeah. it's, yeah. it's not it's, that it's kind think, of an anime. It, so, right, it's like everyone just think, just just think, like if if you're doing something on it's equivalent to you doing a, a, a paper on feudal Japan and you based all your resources off Onimusha. Just don't do it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just don't, exactly. don't do that. Don't do that. Exactly. <laughs> just, just enjoy it. And it's, you know, and, and in all honesty, it's an anime. I, 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 I can't think of too many animes that are historic, like true historical animes. You know, they have some kind of mm-hmm. fantasy or magic or, you know, a different adaptation or something to it. So, you know, just let it be what it is. Yeah, literally any anime that has um, Oda Nobunaga in it. Literally Mm -hmm. anyone. Right, because there's plenty. There's definitely plenty. I think he's even in a video game or two. So uh, there's uh once again Onimusha. Yeah, Onimusha, yep. You're right. That's exactly. one of many. Yep. <laughs> so um, Nobunaga the Fool, where he somehow gets into a mech fight with Joan of Arc. Oh my god. You guys can't see my face, but I am dead serious. <laughs> I so, do yeah. not doubt it, my G. <laughs> so I just wanted to throw that out there to remind people that Yasuke is available on is uh it's on Netflix right now to watch. So. Thank you. I'm informed. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will check that out since we're done here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna make about my thing this weekend to watch it. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Toku and Fallen Marvel, for letting us know about Kaju Number Eight. So you know, it's on it. It's it. I don't. From what you describe, I don't know if I'm not a manga reader anyway. But from what you describe, I don't know if I could read it because the whole bug climbing in his mouth and all that like I'm nah <laughs> I don't I, I wouldn't be able, but it sounds like it's a good one so hopefully people will listen to well, that it's drawn out. it's not live action yeah, live but, action is harder to look at <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, I, I but I'm not a big manga reader anyway so okay, I'm I do there, I will be fair there are there are some elements of body horror so I will be fair for those of you who are uncomfortable with body horror and imagery like that, probably avoid this one. But for those of you who can just, but it's very light body horror. Like, like anything involving Kafka's body is played for it. Body is played for laughs. But there's still the bug thing, and there's still Kaiju Number Nine. God, I hate you, Kaiju Number Nine. I'm glad you're dead. <laughs> uh, I mean, you had to get another number in there somewhere. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, like there, there's a big mystery about, uh, well, there's a big mystery about what's going on with the kaiju, how sentient they are, if what their plan is, if they have a plan. It, it's all very mysterious. It's only the, it's only been 32 chapters, so of course we don't know everything. Heck, we don't know anything to be honest. Of course. I mean, because it's only 32 chapters, like, and it's a manga, so we're gonna be here a while. <laughs> right. For sure, for sure. All right, all right. So, uh, we're gonna go ahead and slide on into our next subject, which we're gonna go ahead and just like make it like real quick. And mm. that's <clears throat> we're gonna go ahead and do Mortal Kombat like real quick. <laughs> 
We will try, ladies and gentlemen. Real like quick. I said, yeah, we're gonna try to do it real quick. So we boosted this movie up way too much. <laughs> up for disappointment. Like if we hadn't have boosted it up as much as we did, we probably wouldn't hate it as much as we do. Maybe I don't know. I think I would still hate it, even if I didn't boost it up. I think I might still hate it after watching it. But I think, but I do think you're right. We did boost it up like real high. We because we was like, hey, it's 2021. It's gonna be dope. Hey. They got all these, you know, dope looking actors, you know, whatever. Listen. Look, uh, um we, we had what did we have Marvel. before this? We had Sonic. <laughs> we had Sonic, which was pleasantly good. We had Detective Pikachu, which was pleasantly good. I think and Monster I, I, don't, I don't know if any did now, they, Monster, did no, come no, it did, but people forgot about it and rightfully okay. so. So, That's what I figured. Just, I was like, I don't think we talked about. <laughs> we talked no, because very few people were actually like talking about wanting to see it, aside oh from like my my uh, friends yeah. that like actually play the series. But yeah, it just kind of just came and went. Like everybody forgot about it. Yeah, so. they, yeah. As as I think we figured they would, because Monster Hunter is one of those games that you just can't really make into a movie. It's oh, not really. I would like I would like to say for the for, I would like to say for the record that the reason why Monster, the Monster Hunter movie sucked is because we fell into the Resident Evil trap. Why do we keep giving Paul W S Anderson money and his and his wife in in movies? We know exactly what he's going to do. He did it in all six Resident Evil movies. He's just going to point the camera at his wife and go, "Look how cool and hot and 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 awesome my wife! Look at her kill all these." They and put Ti in it. That let me know all the things I need. Um, we'll be right. I, it's like, look, since since I can go, since I could go on record and just say that, um, I don't think any of us are looking forward to seeing this movie at all. Uh, basically, from what I heard, everybody else or whatever, like, uh, like everybody that they showed in the trailer that was there with Mila Djokovic, yeah, they all die. She's the only survivor. So, <laughs> so yeah. That, of course, that, yeah. of course. Yeah. that makes yeah. my right. It's a Paul so. W. S. Anderson movie. <laughs> Jovovich. Do you really think this movie is going to be anything other than a chance for him to show off how cool his wife is? <sighs> First you know, off, I'm, but you know, I'm not... they even, I, I'm just upset the fact that they that they have something in there between her that they that they had like a conflict between her and Tony Ja, and they have to make it seem like it's an even fight. I'm like. <laughs> Uh, Tony Jones. Yeah. You know, and I, I can't really fault her. I mean, she's kind of made a name for herself in some of these movies. It's it's like being a famous buzzard B actor. Like I can't I can't really fault her, you know. I can't fault the husband, but I can't really fault her. You know what I'm saying? It's, but it's like look, they make they look this they how make they make their paper. Right. Look, fine, whatever. It's it, it's I think it's the thing is it wouldn't bother me so much if if Mili and Mia like hasn't shown actual acting range in the past and mm -hmm. she's basically been regulated to this now so yeah. it's it's yeah. like I, it's like i get it i if it's an easy paycheck i get it go ahead get your money but it's and, and uh, it's just irritating <laughs> somebody i mean these movies cost money to make like i'm pretty sure with all the cgi they had to put in monster hunter i'm sure it was not a cheap movie to make so no. You, no. you know, I just, you know, so here we are with Mortal, oh God, here we are with Mortal Kombat. We're going to try to keep it brief because we really want to discuss this with the rest of our, 
our podcast family on here. And we, I know we all got strong opinions about this movie because we are fans of the video game itself. Yes. So, um, and we did talk about our expectations, what we hope was in the movie. We did talk about our excitement, like Toku Terry said. And you see, you see in my little uh, scroller ticker at the bottom where I said sad solo flute plays. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Real quick before I start my rant. Yeah. So do a real quick, your real quick thing, Toku Terry. Go ahead. You go ahead. Start Monster Hunter is owned by Capcom too, which means this is the seventh time Paul W.S. Anderson and Mila Jovovich have have screwed over Capcom to giving them money just to make a vanity project. I mean, look. I guess they figured it ain't broke yet. Because, I mean, some people did see it. I mean, look. They've they've made money hand over fist with those Resident Evil movies. Yeah, they did. They did. That's a true statement. How? I, I mean, look. I can only say that, like, those movies were, like, definitely for casual people. And that it's like a good if if there's an audience for it, go ahead. But if for folks that it's like trying to go in for like, okay, something that's kind of at least like mildly entertaining, you don't have to, you know, think too hard about it, whatever. But it's just that those movies, like, just it's even aesthetically, those movies are bad. But it's just for those. This is how they keep making movies because we Resident Evil fans are dumb sheep, and we keep going to them like, hey, maybe this time it'll be like the games maybe this time it'll be good every time see and this is why i have because we talk about mortal kombat but this is why i have a reservation about a borderlands movie for what why now i I don't know nobody else really plays borderlands but me but borderlands is not the kind of game that you make a movie off of it's not that kind like like monster hunter is not a game that you make a movie off of that's 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 not what we should be doing like so, you know, we, they're working on a Borderlands movie, and I'm just fair. over here rolling my eyes like, no, no. Well, and then you got fair. as a star. Well, besides that, like, to be fair, Smoke and Aces was kind of like a Borderlands film, just more grounded. Yes. Yeah, as insane that was. If you really think about it, Smoke and so. Aces was kind of, Smoke and Aces is kind of like the prototype for Borderlands in a way. Well, bes- I mean, besides the assassination plot, of the of the movie, which which was true, because everybody's kind of after Handsome Jack, but I guess so. Right. In a way, I can kind of see that. But on the other hand, it is a huge fantasy element involved. In oh, Boy absolutely, Man. absolutely. So I guess yes and no. I see what you're saying. Like the assassination yeah. part, yeah. I just, I'm just, yeah. I'm and, just not looking. And it's it. Eli Roth directing it, so it's kind of like it, it can be hit or miss. Yeah, exactly. With him. So, because exactly. Eli Roth, like he's done some good stuff and other things, folks not really a fan of. So it, I mean, it the jury is out. the The jury is out on this, but who knows? But I mean, but again, here, back, you know, here back we are with another video game movie that sucked. We we talked about and, the right. doom of video of video games being turned into <laughs> movies, and here here we go with with so 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 we so we need to, we go we do need to talk about Mortal Kombat so we don't get stuck. On uh, yeah, it's, on um, but we are talking about the curse that is video games and movies, and um, yeah, I, again, um, I think we all thought that since it was you know, it's 2021, you know, better graphics, more diverse cast, you know, we were like, oh, trailer yeah. was fire, trailer <laughs> oh was fire, trailer was fire. You understand me, trailer, even the teaser, the teaser they released 
makes the greatest, to Listen. me, this movie makes the greatest sin of all movies. It's not mm. that it's bad, it's that it's boring. And I should not uh, be talking about a Mortal Kombat movie. That's fair. That that's fair. Uh I mean, like, I will say this. There's elements about this movie that can that you can be entertained by. It's not mm-hmm. like a it's not a total disaster. Mm-hmm. But it's just but it's just even still as we talk about this, it's just like it's the 2021 and we mm-hmm. seem to still be stuck in 1993 with these Exactly. Movies. That's exactly how I felt watching this movie. I was like, uh, what, what era am I in? Like I just what am I it, looking I, it's, also, it's just like, dude, I, I just don't understand why it's so hard to just make a simple story that makes sense. Just keep it simple. It's like, if there's one argument that we can give the original one, granted, the original one wasn't a great movie, but they kept it simple. They did keep it simple. The plot was simple. The <laughs> also, plot of the first Mortal Kombat was mad simple. Also, here's the thing about the about the new one, and I'm going to do this from a writer standpoint, not like you, you guys have the fan standpoint covered, so I'll do this from a writing standpoint. Right. The main character does not feel like he has any agency. Well, right. One, no. he's completely superfluous, but we're going to ignore that. We're going to pretend he, we're going to pretend he actually has a point for to be in this movie for a minute. So yeah, he he doesn't feel like he has any agency. He doesn't make any decisions. He. He is guided by forces outside of him. He's a pinball protagonist. He does not right. act on his own free will. He just does whatever other people, hero or villain, forces him to do. And that's exactly very. And that's not good storytelling. You want your you want your protagonist to be a force of change, not to be. You want your protagonist to act, not to be acted upon. That's true because he really, in all honesty, he he honestly literally serves no purpose except for what I think was he was a conduit for yeah. spoiler alert for Scorpion's return. That's the only thing that I can think he was is because he was an ancestor of Scorpion, Defend. you know, of Hanzo. Um, he was descended, a conduit descended. to help fuel his descended. return. Yeah. Back. Yeah. yeah, but he like nothing depended on him. The world did not depend on him joining. You know what I'm saying? He no. he literally no. served no purpose in the movie. He didn't help anybody win really. Yeah, he had a fight, but I mean it was You know what I'm saying? Was, like it he was, was pointless. He was he pointless. He was absolutely pointless and served no purpose. So the fact that he was who the movie was kind of centered around, I was like what what am I looking at? And then he was I was not you know, interesting at all. No. It was nothing was interesting about thing. it. Him it was like an actor he literally had no charisma whatsoever. Like see, but, he was blamed. See, I don't think me. I don't think that was Lewis Tan's fault. No, 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 no. Like, I'm not blaming it on him. I'm I'm talking about his yeah. his character. Like his character yeah. was bland as hell. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I just, oh, <laughs> I was so disappointed. It, I was so disappointed. It, it was, and it was just like, and I, I like the fact that, like, with the writing, like they were trying to make us care about him by giving him a family, but we didn't care. We didn't like, care. It, it did nothing. Like, it no. did nothing for him. No. Like because, like, because you didn't make the character interesting. The character exactly. was literally just—he was just filler for like other characters that's already established characters. Exactly. And you did nothing with them. And it was you know like, 
in all honesty, if they would have killed the family, then I feel like that would have maybe given him more motivation to join. You know what I'm saying? Because then it would have been like a revenge thing. Something. You know what I'm saying? But the way that it was, I was just like, yeah. and you're right. We didn't care about that damn family. We didn't care. <laughs> and here's the thing. And here's the like major issue. Like, the problem is, it, let's ignore the fact that he's not one of the established characters. Like, I know why the character exists. He's supposed to be the um audience insert so that the other characters can explain things to him. But um, Johnny Cage exists, and that's Basically, what Johnny Cage is for in the games, so other people can explain yep. all the magic stuff to him. Well, yep, yep, and that yep. was what other people were saying. And instead, it's like on top of it not being Johnny Cage, and they're trying to make it Cole, and it wound up not being Cole. It wound up being Kano. Yep, Kano, Kano wound up being the audience character. Yep, which is hilarious to me. So, so yeah, <laughs> no one likes Kano. Like in movie, like we find him funny out of movie, but we also recognize that he's a douchebag and deserves to die. And in, right. and in movie, no one likes him. I mean, they made him even more unlikable. Like we all know, we I don't, you know, I don't, you know, I know the job isn't to like him, but I just found him like super overly annoying. Like I just wanted somebody right. to like shoot him in the head and get it over with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I just I could get that. I could get that because it's like. Yeah, like he just kept, he just kept going and kept talking and kept going, and I'm just like, dude, you add honestly, you don't really add nothing to it either. You know what I'm saying? And he yeah. just kept he was going, just there. and I was just like, oh my god. Yeah, like, he was literally uh, just there just to give Sonya more relevance. It seems like, and then they did like, the double cross. Like we ain't know the double cross wasn't coming. We know see, the double cross. Wasn't that, that's the thing too. Like it just felt so like. Okay, look, this is another problem with this movie. And the thing is, I'm not gonna we're we're not gonna stay on this too much longer. Yeah, we're gonna move. We're gonna be all night talking about this movie. It has a lot of the, problems. One of the problems, and and that uh, that is what alluded to like the major problem with this movie is that it essentially tries to establish they try to establish rules or something that like they're supposed to follow, and then they don't follow it. It's like they they literally just set things up and they wound up being like, well, yeah, we we said that, but um, no, and it's <laughs> it's like it 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 kills me like when they when when movies do that when they actually set up certain stakes or rules or whatever and then they just toss the rules out the window just for convenience of trying to tell the story even though the story is not even good already. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like dude, it's like again. Keep the stuff simple. A lot of this stuff was just added on bullshit that really just wound up being just it it just it the thing is anytime you make a movie more convoluted than need be, you've already failed. Cause yeah. it's like the first movie again, it's it set the stakes. It essentially set the stakes. You had Liu Kang as the character that the, I think was probably like the most relatable to the audience because it was yeah, like, so. you know, he, you know, he left the order of light, you know, he tried to live a normal life. He was haunted by his brother's death and, you know, such and such and such. And like, you know, again, he has to come back and relearning like, you know, all this stuff, all this stuff that he was taught about the tournament, the fate of the world, blah, blah, blah. So like we're, we're on his, 
like yeah. ways of like learning, relearning all of this shit. And right. it's like now all of it's like now it's coming back to life and you know, you know, coming to fruition. It's like, damn, that's how it went. And it was like with this movie, it was like with Cole being that character, it's like it was weird because it's just like he just I mean I mean, I can only assume you see somebody like just controlling ice in the middle of the street. I guess so. But he kind of took it rather well. <laughs> Listen. It's like, oh my God. I was sitting oh here like, wait a minute. So, so you ain't, so you ain't freaked out. Like you, like you're not freaked out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and to, to really fast to talk about, you know, how you talked about how we were kind of riding on Lou's shoulder in the first movie. I think another problem with this movie is that we were riding on a couple of different shoulders. We were riding on Kano's shoulder. We were riding on Cole's shoulder. And somehow, okay, we were riding on Sonya's because Sonya literally figured out this ancient ceremony. How? How did, how? Like, okay, yeah, she has seven years or several years, but there is no way did she figure all of that out? Like, nuts. Just all so, of that from Jack killing a random dude in Brazil, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what I was gonna say, what I was gonna say was, I would argue in the first movie, where while we're focused on Luke, on Luke Kang's story, like it's his story and his plot line, we're mm-hmm. all riding on Johnny's shoulders because in the first movie, Johnny is the one that everybody's explaining things to. Yeah, Johnny, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, of course. Because right? Johnny's the one's like. Okay, what's going on? What's all this magic stuff? I thought this, I thought this was just a tournament. Everybody's like, "Oh, you didn't know? Here, let me explain this to you." Like they keep taking, like if you rewatch the first movie, they keep pulling Johnny aside and like, "Hey, Johnny, let me explain this to you real quick. What's going on?" Right, because because <laughs> that's I think that's what kind of made it interesting because like Liu Kang was like that he was like the person like he knows. He he like he understands the legends, but he never believed them. But it's right. just like this thing where it's just like now nah, he just like damn, was like was this shit really all true? And right. it's like and then Johnny, so it's like and, it, and it's funny with Johnny Cage because obviously he's the skeptic. So it's like right. So he's just coming in there like from Hollywood. He's just like yeah, I'm just reestablishing my credibility as a fighter. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And you know it's but it's it's entertaining in that regard because like it still tries to keep it grounded in some kind of way and you know and for whatever and for all the flaws the movie had it still worked and it you know it's this movie was it's, just it's like all everybody. you had to do was keep it simple you didn't have to do too much you didn't have to like you know try to add like this extra lore and you know uh and then it you know and then it makes you wonder movie this i will give the movie this credit before we move on i will give the movie this credit Kung Lao mm-hmm. and Scorpion were really cool. Oh, they, they were, were on point. They, which they, is another we had thing them? we're going to have to talk about in regards to Kung Lao, because I don't want to talk yes. about it too much, and the right. anger mm-hmm. that I have, okay? Uh, and Kyle, I know yeah. Kyle shares um, it, or whatever. Uh, very much so. Very but, much yeah. so. Yeah. So, and, um, so, yeah. My final, so my final thing on the movie is, I, I have to admit, mm-hmm. the first, honestly, the first, what, 10, 15 minutes of the movie was yeah. the best part of the movie. You oh, know yeah. the showdown between Hanzo and Bihan, yeah, uh, yes. back in back Absolutely. in feudal Japan. Yeah, that was that. Was, I was like, oh, it it. it no, yeah, no. I'm I'm gonna leave it. The rest of the movie did not. Which includes my favorite line because Bihan's just going off on this on this speech in Mandarin, and then and then um, Hanzo was just sitting there. He's nodding his head. He's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. Think, I have no idea what you just said, but I'm pretty sure someone else has stabbed you for. 
<laughs> he knows. He knows. Uh, he that's knows something that we're that gonna. I think we're gonna yeah. bring up later on because yeah. that, that just adds to the inconsistency of this movie. Yeah, we. Yeah, so I mean, so we're so we're going to move on to our next subject, but we again, yes. Saz Solo um, is playing about Mortal Kombat because, because I'm very, I'm disappointed. Yeah. I'm very disappointed. And for really fast for those out there who are like. Well, it's a video game movie. You can't expect a deep plot. Nobody's expecting mm -mm. a deep plot. We weren't expecting a love story or, you know, a drama. Like, we weren't expecting that. But what we got, nah. It, it, the game deserved. It was deserved. mediocre. It was yeah, mediocre it was, on I its think best it was day. even less than mediocre. Yeah, it was less than On mediocre. its best day, it's mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would rate it as middling to fair. That, 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 that's the best I can give it. Middling to fair. I mean, I'll, I'll we'll, have to we'll, come up with my own rating when we discuss it more. We'll, we'll touch, I, I just, we'll touch yeah. back on it later on. But yeah, yeah we gonna have, we gonna have some words for this. So we sorry, America. We we sorry to our listeners. We sorry. We 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 was we was we was duped like y'all. <laughs> we was duped right. like y'all. So yeah, we'll, so we'll come back right. to it on the, on our next show. We didn't right. know. So uh, okay. So with oh, this, yeah. so this is uh, Father Marvel wanted to touch base on this really quick about. Um, is the WB trolling Zack Snyder? I'm not really sure what this is about. I hope so. so. Um, yes. So uh, it's been reported on, but um, I think within the last 48 hours uh, prior to this uh, recording, uh, Warner Brothers released a 4K trailer for Justice League, but the rub was it was the original theatrical cut of the trailer the, oh. the 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 basically they released a 4k version of the 2017 original cut trailer and, <laughs> and needless to say oh, uh snyder fans are not happy about it um because it does kind of come off as them trolling uh uh, Zack Snyder, which honestly, I if you've been listening to us or been following some of the news outlets regarding this stuff, you guys know that whatever PR shit that they try to say, you know Warner Brothers and Zack Snyder have been beefing for years. So um, with this being a thing, um, <laughs> honestly, it's I find it to be hilariously petty. But granted, I mean, I can't say that Zach, that Zach hasn't been above the pettiness too, because he did some petty shit like within the con within the confines of making his movies as well. So it's like it's basically just it just really seems like it's just a contest of who could be more petty. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Snyder fans are not happy about this at all. Yeah, for most of you guys know. You know, ever since it dropped, you know, there's been a lot of outlets coming out saying that, you know, like, you know, of course, everybody's happy that he was able to do the cut for whatever new stuff he decided to add it, blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever the case may be, he got it made. Um, But it's just a simple fact that it has been it, it's been confirmed by him that the stipulation of him making this movie would be that whatever he does since i guess warner brothers was trying to go a different direction anyway his cut is not considered 
con uh, it is not considered indirect continuity with what they've already done since then. So um, between like all the stuff that came after it, the uh, uh, Aquaman, Shazam, all the other stuff like all after that, the Snyder Cut is not considered to be uh, canon to what they're trying to follow through with. Even if it was Hey, Flashpoint is still coming in a year to wipe That's it all away. Anyhow, Warner sucks. so <laughs> they do. I, I mean, but I'm not I'm not absolving Warner Brothers at all. Like, don't get me wrong, but I mean, we can't ignore that the man's writing is not that great, and it's not compelling enough for everybody to be on board, which is sad to say. Because again, I want to be invested in these characters that you are doing stuff for, but ultimately. I've not been because a lot of it has felt really superficial, like on it just felt very surface level fan servicey. Like it had no real deeper meaning to it as much as he tries to be like more deeper to it or whatever. But it's just whatever the fact is, is that Warner Brothers has no intention of seeing through Snyder's vision with the other movies. Which, which after reading his plans for Justice League two and three, is a good thing. Like Snyder fans, I'm sorry, but y'all gotta be the most brain, y'all gotta be the most brainwashed edge lords I've ever seen. Y'all really want your Justice League movie to be, oh, everyone dies, but the Flash versus time, and then everyone nearly dies, and then everyone nearly dies, and then Batman dies, but turns out he knocked up Lois Lane, and that's gonna save the world. That is the world y'all want to live in. It, it, that is. It's 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 very up in the air. Like my thing is this is that like look, I just want to I just want to put it on record for those out there to look. Do not let my moniker fool you. I love comic books, I love DC stuff too. Like the thing is I grew up on mostly Marvel stuff, but hey, my first introduction to comic book stuff or whatever was Christopher Reeve Superman and 89 Batman. Like that's what I started with. It's just that over the years, Marvel has been my preference, but I've always had a special love for dc characters so it's it's when it's it's seeing how it's it's because that like it's this thing and this is just this is just being a critic of snyder's work it's just that he focuses so much on the iconicism of the characters that like he kind of does he kind of just sacrifices like what makes those what makes them unique as their own personal characters and that that's kind of like one of the reasons why it's like folks have criticism with man of steel because it, even in hindsight it's kind of funny because for what we know about superman as a character we all know that his moral compass comes from his earthly parents mm -hmm. but his earthly parents kind of were cynics so it's like so yeah. it's it's like and it's funny because Jarrell, his biological father as an ai was much more of a loving example than his own earthly parents which i thought was hilarious which does like extent which oh may i go ahead <laughs> oh my god see i'm i'm the resident superman expert here and Oh my god, Man of Steel does not get Clark Kent at all. <laughs> it is, like, 
I mean, it's. Of, I'm calming down. One of my favorite depictions of Superman is, well, outside of the comics, my favorite depiction is Superman the animated series. It is one of the best depictions oh, yes. of Jonathan, Martha, and Clark Kent because it is one of the rare series where you really see that Clark, at his heart, is a farm boy. That that's all he wants to be. He just he is just a farm boy who wants to help people. And you see that Jonathan and Martha Kent are the kind of people who would give the shirt off their back to help anyone. When they meet the Martian Manhunter, they and the Martian Manhunter is so nervous about meeting these people because he's an alien. And Jonathan and Mar- Martha just smiled and said, come on in, come get some food. We don't care. I mean, Bruce Tim was a goat anyway. So, I mean, he... Yeah, like- and, and even if you don't, and if you, if you, if, and if you're too young for Superman the animated series, Smallville also gets this really well because in Smallville, yes. Jonathan and Martha Kent are just the best. They are, they are worried for their son, but they never try to hold him back. They're like, hey, you have these powers and you can help people. You have a duty and an honor to help others. Mm-hmm. They support and they love and support him for this. And of course, again, of course, I don't have to mention the comics because do, do I really need to? We don't have time for that. So <laughs> yeah. So all the all these different sources have the Kent like, hey, we're scared for you and we're nervous about how the world will react, but we love and trust you to make your own decisions and we believe in you and we believe that the world, while flawed, is naturally good and that they will and that they and they will accept. At no point, no version of Jonathan Kent implied that Clark should have let a bus full of children die to keep his identity secret. Yeah, that 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 does not hold up. Like after in hindsight, yeah, that's like, the only me, part I can agree with. To <laughs> me, like watching watching that scene again, it's just like, dude, like that was it's like, it, uh, and I'm sure like Clark at that time couldn't have been no more than what twelve, thirteen. Maybe. He was in his teens for sure. <laughs> like he was, he was, he was, he, he was, was young. Uh, adolescent. He was adolescent. Yeah. He was, young. and it's like, dude, that is not something you put in someone's head. Said like, yeah, maybe you should let him die. Like what? <laughs> that that is not what you tell your. Obviously, you don't know where he came from, but that is not what you tell your super powered son, who's still trying to figure out who he is. Like that is terrible. Again, and, and that's something that we get repeated in the Justice League movie when Cyborg's father tells him a similar thing. He's like, hey, you'll have the power to do anything, but what you really should do is nothing. And again, I blame this on Snyder being a conser- being a fundamentalist, conservative um, objectivist. And in his ideology leaks into his scripts. Because any other person would be like, because if you ever notice, a lot of Snyder's movies kind of scorn the idea of helping others and have a very buy your bootstraps mentality. So I don't know why they keep giving him superhero movies, but that's not my job. So, I mean, oh, as I, per- I, mean, I gotta, I-, I gotta disagree with all of it. I gotta disagree with both of you. So I, you know, I, but, uh, I, I, I like don't. To- yeah, I, obviously we, you know, we don't have a whole lot of time we have to get to our last subject but my you you know my my thing is is i so i'm not a 
I'm not a Snyderist or or whatever they're called. I'm I'm not really that person. I I honestly could care less about him as a director one way or the other. Um, oh yeah, we, but, oh yeah, we don't include you in that description. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like stuff like there are some directors like I really like, and but there are some like in this case where I'm just like, eh, you know, if he's making the movie, okay, I just hope it's good. You know what I'm saying? Like you know that kind of thing. But for me, I I always just go back to um, in terms of comparing this one to the to the first Justice League, which is which is I guess considered canon. Um, yeah. And from a, a WB perspective versus a particular director, I kind of think it's kind of childish of the WB. Like I get in their mind. Oh, I agree. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like I get in their mind. Josh Whedon was th- that movie was it? That's what they gonna count. They didn't want. They didn't want to release the Snyder Cut anyway if it wasn't for their owner, AT and T Media or whatever, telling Snyder yeah. to do it. You know, we never would have seen it. You know what I'm saying? So. I think them doing this whole trolling back and forth to Zack Snyder is whack shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, just move on. Okay, you oh, know I already agree. told us. You oh, know what I'm saying? Like, you done already told us the film don't count. You're a large company. You you already got another Batman movie in the works by whatever whoever the new director is, which I can't stand that uh, we doing another Batman movie. Well, okay, it's Matthew but, Reeves, so I mean, that, yeah, it, does, yeah, that, that holds water. That that yeah, holds a lot yeah, of that, water. Yeah, and you, yeah, and you have a point about that. I just, I just, for me, the whole beef between the WB and Zack Snyder is just like I just need them to let it go. Like the problem so, between huh? Zack Snyder, the beef between Zack Snyder and the WB is our tour theory, which is stupid and wrong. No, versus- I know what it is. I'm just saying I need for them both to like. Like for for a large company, it would be like if Disney kept going after Gina Carano. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like she's out, you fired her, she gone. You know what I'm saying? Like I just, yeah. I mean, you know, we already know Zack Snyder's not. At least we believe right, right now, Zack Snyder's not making any more superhero movies. Like he's done. At least he's done with DC. So, so he like, says. so he's <laughs> right. And so you know, and I do know that one of the things that they are talking about is. You can't really deny the success of his Justice League movie. Now, obviously, he had four hours versus the original. And, you know, so he had more time and whatever to get his vision out there. But it was, you know, a very, a very well-received movie. Uh, But again, we're comparing it to what we got, you know, some years ago. So when you compare the two films, it is better than the other film. But so, you you know, some people, yeah, yeah, you know, so some people are hoping it may lead to more, but we don't know. You know what I'm saying? We we don't know. So for now, we're gonna say it's not. So I mean, unless somebody takes the reins at W at the WB and talks to Zack Snyder, like we're not getting any more Snyder movies. So I just need the WB to, yeah. to like just move on. You know what I'm saying? Like just move on. Like yeah, let's just, I just let's just yeah, go. it's it's weird. It, it, yeah, and that's I, what I would I'm say saying. This... Like that whole back and forth yeah. with a very large company like trolling a director. Why? Because you mad yeah. that his movie See, was received well? Like, I, I will say this. I, I I will say this because it's it's kind of more of a situation, and I'm I'm gonna say this, and that'd be it for this uh topic, at least okay. for me. But um this it's it's a very it's a very volatile situation because obviously Warner Media slash ATT, they were the ones that superseded Warner Brothers, the production company, to get this done. Right, and now it seems like after the fact, now they're kind of regretting it. Right, and and it's like, and now it's kind of like this whole thing where it's like, okay, um, 
Now, Warner Brothers, now we on now we do kind of think it was wrong how y'all handled this, but I kind of see what y'all was talking about with this whole fan base. So <laughs> it, it that's kind of what if what it's boiled down to and why I don't think this beef is going to go anywhere anytime soon, especially how overzealous like the hardcore Snyder fans are, because again, it's it's one of those situations, and I've said it before in other platforms. It's like, look, you give a mouse a cookie, they're gonna want a glass of milk, and you basically gave them a whole tray at this point. And yeah. and it's uh all I can say is this is the fact that objectively looking at both of these films, granted, you had four hours, well, what two extra hours on top of what we got. And even when looking at the original film, 75% of that movie was still in the Snyder Cut. So it really wasn't a whole lot that was changed. They obviously just had to cut down a lot to save time. But it's just a simple fact that a lot of bad decisions happened at Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, it's like, look, you guys have to you guys have to accept your responsibility by by giving snap uh, snyder the keys to the kingdom and you know the thing is snyder has to be able to t- at least understand it's like dude your vision does not work for everyone as the performances has but that's the thing with snyder and a lot of his fans like they can't accept any type of criticism they hate anything well, see, I, having to I deal think- with criticism I think that, that that's fair that they both have to accept both of their roles. You know what I'm saying? I just, yeah. for me, I just, I just need Warner Media. Warner Media is just like a whole conglomerate. Like, move on. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to be trolling. You know, because cause like you said, at the end of the day, y'all made the decision to let, or I'm sorry, uh, AT&T, Warner Media, I guess, made the decision mm-hmm. to let Zach realize his vision. So don't get mm-hmm. mad now that the fans, like, a lot of fans like it, you let it happen because you didn't have to. You didn't have to agree to let... You could have just let Josh Whedon stand and just keep on going, but you let it happen. So yeah. to be trolling now, still, just like, like it's just, it's it's ridiculous. That, you know, and whatever. He knows he's not going to get another movie with y'all anytime soon. So just, like, let's, let's just keep it moving. Like, I, I just don't understand. Like I said, it would be the equivalent if Disney just started trolling Gina. Right, like you fight, let her go. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, sort go. of. Granted, like Gina ain't got that; doesn't have that kind of no, fan no, base. You know I mean. <laughs> I meant, like, like a big old company. Well, yeah, I get it. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Anyway, you absolutely right about that. But I just <laughs> something I, that's just the thing. It's like, like, how long are you gonna continue to troll Snyder? I Y'all got other projects in the works. I think I'm still upset that they canceled new guys. You know what I'm saying? Like Warner Brothers got their own problems. So I mean, I'm y'all got other absolutely to have somebody trolling a director. Like let's you know let's let's go ahead and file that shit on the shelf. You know what I'm saying? And and keep it. Summarize this as as Warner Brothers is incredibly childish and petty, and uh, (laughs) Zack Snyder and. And and author theory and author theory BS and people need to stop worshiping directors. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Yeah. The, what kind of sucks though is that like I and I'll say this and to be done with it, but I do think like a lot of what happened, and I mean this is just speculation. Just take for what I say with a grain of salt. But I do think that 
new guys probably got shelved because of how much Snyder used Dark Side in the Yeah, we we talked about that on our and on the podcast that you missed too. Like that was one of Toku yeah. Terry's um subjects about because of how much Dark Side was shown in the movie that had essentially canceled new guys, but we had a we had a I understood that. I just had a slightly different thing about you know, as somebody yeah. who's been waiting to see Dark Side on the big screen for like forever, and now yeah. that we have him, you one would think you would ride the hype. Like when Marvel was slowly, slowly showing um, Thanos, you know, at the end of every one of their Avengers movies, or and even some of the standalone movies, like they didn't say, "Oh, we're not gonna put him in," you know, a big movie. You know what I'm saying? Because we didn't see Thanos at the end. Like they didn't do that. They yeah. built on the Thanos hype. And then they, yeah. you know, they showed him. And I felt like DC could have did the same thing with yeah. Darkseid. See, I think they I think they were trying. I think that was what they wanted to do. But because the thing is what ended up happening, it's like even that, that, that first scene with uh, when him they landing. first introduced Darkseid mm-hmm. or whatever, him landing, that was just like a whole nother like design skin that they just put over uh, Steppenwolf because those are the same exact animations that we did see in the original cut except it was steppenwolf so it so it just it just makes me think that obviously when snyder was able to get the money to do this snyder cut to do it the way he wanted and and once again his fans were very vocal about wanting to see dark side so, I wanted to see him too I'm not a and Snyderist, we did but, I wanted but to the see thing is in, in the fashion that we did see him I'm like look it's like okay I'm thinking he's going to do something like really like memorable, which he did, but not in the way it was intended because he was. He just, needs to be funded. he just needs to be funded independently by somebody else and just make a movie. But then he, he no, just, he can't. He just needs to do one. He just needs to do DC. one and dones. Like so Snyder needs to just go back to doing one and dones. When he does singular stories that's not connected to the bigger, larger thing or whatever, hey, he has a good track record in that arena outside of Sucker Punch, from what I heard, but. I like Sucker uh, Punch. We're not gonna get on that. I, but I haven't seen it myself, so I don't have an opinion. So, like, oh, I, okay, that, yeah, that's, I, I that's like just what I've heard. heard. That's just yeah, what I've heard. it was a good one. You know, a lot of men didn't like it, but a lot more women liked it. That tells you a so little is bit it, about is it. it. Like a gen- is it like a gender bias thing? It's not a gender bias thing, but it does revolve around women. And uh-huh. what it is, what basically what it is is, it's like back in it's like back in the day when parents used to lock up girls wayward girls or try to take them to a facility to get stuff done to them if the girls showed that she didn't oh, want to like fit into societal norms right got you. so it got centers you. around a character who gets put into one of those places and it's just a whole bunch of abuse that happens to these girls in this facility and mm-hmm. what it is 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 that to get through these different kinds of abuse in these different situations the women in their minds they start imagining themselves someplace else as a way to cope with the real world. So a lot of the fantastical scenes and and the things that you've seen in trailers, that's happening in these girls' minds. So a lot of the men Ah, didn't like it because they felt that it was like, um, like, uh, they just felt it was corny or it didn't make sense, but they didn't understand that it was a mental escape for these women. 
So it okay. had, so that's what it was. So I thought it was, I mean, obviously was it like a super A plus movie? No, you know what I'm saying? But it was, okay. it was a good movie. So that's what I mean. Where it's So a it was, between... so it basically fell victim to the, it was all a dream syndrome. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but, but it's not like Twilight, that Twilight ending where she imagined, like, like we got the whole movie with Edward Norton, that big old war, and it turned out it was all in her mind. It was <laughs> like, all it's not a dream. <laughs> but kind of yeah yeah so I, I, okay yeah. so we so we yeah. do uh huh? can, can you do me one favor and not invoke twilight in my presence i finally <laughs> she finally... did it not me <laughs> Wait, what did i do what i do you invoke twilight in this presence i'm so sorry <laughs> you right my bad i feel like we have to have a twilight podcast but i'm gonna leave that for another time i no i refuse to ever visit those movies ever y'all gonna talk to me like, about it was look me out there. i had enough patience to last all the way through eclipse but i tapped out after that like i have no i have no intention of revisiting that shit once like, how i didn't tap out after new moon i never know because that was that movie was a tragedy but yeah, um if you Listen, that's that's a bad idea. Is to have a Twilight podcast because it will be forty minutes of me ranting, twenty minutes of me ranting, <laughs> twenty minutes of me ranting as a as a moviegoer. Y'all don't want that. Oh my god, so that might make just, for a good just, show. I could just imagine like just him on the podcast and just hearing shit breaking. Listen, that might make for a good show. That might make for a good show. You never know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking the whole panel would have to be unanimous in that. Mix, <laughs> so. <laughs> And okay. I already vote no. <laughs> oh, you're a spoiled sport following that. Sorry. No, I'm not doing it. 